Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. And now it's GEICO's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Before you ride, make sure your mirrors are clean and adjusted properly. And if you're going on a group ride, make sure the lead biker knows where they're going. Uh, Ed, quick question. Where are you taking us? Oh, I have no idea. Well, am I the leader? <laughs> because I was uh, following that dude with the red helmet. Where, Where is he? And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, GEICO could save you 15% or more. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Mike Harge, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. This next segment, first segment of the next hour, is going to be sponsored by Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. Stephen Reese is a fully virtual insurance broker who can handle all your insurance needs and find you the cheapest rate out there for auto, life, home, or renter's insurance. That's because he represents over 40 different carriers. Give him a call. His number is 210-641-4000. That is Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese, official sponsor of the Sports Crop. Your number here is 1-800-707-9760. Hey, I got to right, tell you this. Out, what you got? I got to tell you this before we get into it because, you know, my grandmother is a huge, huge Dallas Cowboy fan, and, uh-huh. and I was watching the game with her and, and some other family members, my uncle, my aunt, and everybody there, and I was getting ready. The Cowboys were going – they went ahead, and I was getting ready to <laughs> – to send out we them boys <laughs> on, on social media uh, and i i pushed in they turned the ball over they started <laughs> going back my grandmother said boy if you don't quit playing on that internet and <laughs> jesus stuff ready to go yeah put i had, to take, I had to take it off the internet quick yeah quick. man look uh big win i mean yes mccarthy decisions are still there a uh, hundred and penalties. They got that. You can't always overcome that. I saw instead. I think at Foxborough, Bill Belichick, they had a hundred and thirty-three or thirty-five straight wins or something like that. When having a three-point or better lead in the fourth quarter with like three minutes to play. Yeah, it was some crazy. It, it's something it crazy about that. Um, you know, again, like the third and twenty-five stands out to me on that. Now the question I have: Are we, you know, again? Because everything's kumbaya, but when Dak was like, when we're talking about roll out, when he <laughs> rolled out and that cab came, man, it's like, you know, they've got to buy this week. Are we okay with the cab? Is everything all right? Are they saying it's a strain cab? Have we had an update on the MRI? Well, they're doing the MRI right now, and okay. so we will probably have something a little bit later. Okay. Um, but one of the things that this is something that I've been talking about, and I've been saying it since day one. The backup position in the NFL is the most important. And if you don't have good people behind you, and I'm still, not, it, yeah. I'm still not buying into the backup situation that the Dallas Cowboys have, but this is the opportunity right now where you start looking around to say, who can be the person to come in if that happens? And especially because right now through the first quarter of the season, a little bit past the quarter, when you look at the NFC – I'm going to tell you the legit, really bona fide Super Bowl contenders they are. 
There's the L.A. Rams. Okay. Mm-hmm. There are the Air, Arizona. Well, yeah, okay. Well, Tampa Bay's obvious. Okay. Arizona Cardinals mm-hmm. and the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. And Dallas Cowboys are there because of their of their their play and their defense. And I keep saying that Mike McCarthy, I mean not Mike McCarthy, but Dan Quinn is the poster child of coaching matters a lot at this level. Okay, now when Dan Quinn got fired from Atlanta, supposedly did some soul searching, sat there, scripted, looked at his whole career in the past, what he did at Seattle as a coordinator, what he did at Atlanta went wrong, and he changed some things. And this is supposed to be the better version of Dan Quinn that you're getting, and it is a better version because he's got guys playing hard, believing, and then they're in the right spot, he was work- and they're making plays. He was wearing a helmet at practice the other day, working with those guys, teaching them about cut blocks. Like, he, he was wearing a football helmet. Yeah, it was out there. He said he couldn't do. He said that was probably a mistake because I was hurting the next day. <laughs> yeah, these look, man. These coaches got agents and these coaches got pride and they're smart. Dan yep. Quinn knows if I turn around this defense, <laughs> I will get another shot besides hot Atlanta. Okay, right. all right? right. I will get to experience something else besides just Magic City. You know. I'll be able to experience something else. So if Dan Quinn is all in trying to turn this yeah. around to get them to the promised land. But props to them. They're going into bye week. I mean, they're 5-1, and one, um, and, and and they're rolling. They got, got some interesting games still on the schedule. The Chiefs are still on the schedule. Um, and so is Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. yeah. And, I still and your Broncos, too. Yeah, man, that might be a bye week with this coaching staff, to be honest with you, which I'm going to get to them here in a minute. I mean, Dallas is due. I mean, I keep track. I mean, Denver didn't beat Dallas like 13 games in a row. We only play like every four years. Trust me. And yeah. I count preseason, too. Because I, I always said, because I, I was like, man, Denver can go 1 and 15 that year or 1 and 16. They might not win another game on the schedule this year, but if they win that one, it makes my season. But we'll get to them. But keeping it moving, the Golden Boy, the chosen one, the LA Chargers, mm. they go up to Baltimore and get dealt with. I'm talking about, I didn't see, this was a mad truck. 34-6, to six, Lamar Jackson continues to get it going. Um, look, I, I think Baltimore, in my opinion, a little bit past the first quarter, uh, Coach Harbaugh is the coach of the year so far. It's early, he's the coach of the year. The, I mean, keep in mind, this is a guy who stopped practice and told everybody just to go home because he watched two running backs or two players back-to-back pretty much break their legs in practice. They've got guys that were not, whether literally on the street, they were not on rosters, and it took a lot of guys for them to be. They're older. Talking about the Le'Veon Bell. Talking man, about the Murray. Did you see him, by the way? Yeah, he look. He don't even look nothing. I think, it don't man, even look like no. him. No, I was like, who did that receiver <laughs> playing quarterback? A running back. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. I forgot he was on the squad. Yeah, and I think part of that has to do with the number too. Right, that number's just weird, right? The number's weird, but his body is like, that's yeah, he like. he lost that's, a lot of yeah, weight. Yeah, that's vegan type of stuff, yeah. man. That's a liquid diet for like a month. That's I mean, that area of foster? Yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not like, eating meat no, anymore. Exactly. <laughs> but no, man, props to Baltimore. I know you've been champion to get Lamar his credit on the cool. Lamar is negotiating his own contract, but he keep adding on to it right. and add on to it because he's a leader. Um, again, Andrews, props to Andrews, big fantasy day for me again, two weeks in a row. Yeah, and yes, Andrews is, he got paid, he got that money, but it's time we start putting Andrews in the, in the Kittle and the Kelsey conversation. Cause everybody and their mama know who Lamar's his safety blanket is and they still can't stop it. Yep. The Chargers got exposed a little bit on defense. And I think when you're looking at the AFC West, there's a lot of them that's getting exposed in that division, which we'll get to, but the Chargers, I, look, 
They're still above 500. I think they're still in control of the AFC West. But I think what you're going to see about that division, there's a lot of teams. Everybody in that team, I mean, everybody's got weaknesses. But there's right. some major flaws of teams in that division. I know I was one champion. Like, hey, the AFC West with the NFC West. AFC West, the cream always starts to rise to the top and people start seeing who people really are. But the Chargers still worry me on defense, man. I, I don't know if they have enough on defense. I think as people get film and more film on Hilbert, I think – he, he's still a hell of a quarterback, but I think he's going to start coming down to the earth. They didn't run the ball enough. I know Baltimore is hard to run on. And that's another thing, Harge. I think Baltimore deserves some credit while I got Harbaugh, the coach of the year, through the first quarter, is that defense also is starting to come along like Baltimore defense. Well, you they know? got leadership on that team. Calais Campbell is one of the True. coldest one that's out there, and he's been around for a long time. And then you got to give it to Deshaun Elliott. Remember, Deshaun Elliott's been on the sideline for a little bit, and he's the key on that back end of that defense to where everybody gets lined up and and he's an attacking safety as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they they have some numbers out there. They got some guys that aren't afraid and to your point, they're playing that smothering suffocate you type defense yeah. to get that ball back to Lamar and let him go to work. Yeah. I totally did not. I mean, Sam talked about it when we picked the division to saying, "Hey, it's their culture. I still kind of believe it. They're showing it." I mean, Pittsburgh had to hang on to beat Geno Smith last night. I don't know what was said at halftime, but Pittsburgh on that, and it takes me to Cleveland. I mean, Arizona Cardinals come into Cleveland without their coach, head coach. Um, Without their top sacker. Top sacker. Chandler Jones was out. 37 to 14, man, a beat down on the Browns. And I'll just tell you this, man. uh, Me and Jonas have a lot of conversations about Stefanski, off-air, Deco, all that. I'm not sold all the way on the guy. I, the play call and the four down, and Jonas had these discussions. And this is kind of a segue I want to talk about in, in analytics in football. You know, I've seen it with three major three teams right now that I believe that they're letting analytics pour in too much. That's Stefanski with Cleveland. That's uh, the Chargers coach, mm-hmm. whether it's offensive coordinator, whoever's calling the plays, the Chargers. Stanley and, 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 okay, name, yeah. and there's Dan Campbell, which I don't know if I want to put him in this conversation, but he's another because they really don't have nothing to lose. They're not a good football team. And I'm like, damn, Dan Quinn, like you try to sit there and say, no, we can't judge golf really either way. And he sat there and paused. He's like, I was like, don't say it. He just said, like, you know what, damn it. But he got to play bad. I'm like, damn, he threw golf. Like, he got to stop and make some throws. But these coaches. But there's I'm, no lie to that, though. I mean, no, if you think he, about who he is, he's yeah. kind of quiet. He He's not saying nothing. That's, yeah. why, that's why he was expendable. That's why they went Good after point. Matt Stafford. Good point. I just hardly ever see a head coach at this level in NFL really <laughs> right, calling right. it, especially a bus. rookie, especially a rookie head coach. But back to my point, this calling for it on fourth and two, fourth and four, like this game right here, Cleveland granted a lot of injuries. Offensive tackles gone. Guys on practice squad playing corner. You know, your best player, offensive players out of the game in Chubb. Baker's banged up going in this game. Gets banged up again. You're at home. It's 0-0. I understand you're playing a top two offense. I've told you, Dallas and Arizona have separated themselves with nightmares of offenses to prepare for. That's Arizona and Dallas right now. And both quarterbacks are playing a high level. You're at home. 0-0. Zero, zero. Kick the field goal, man. <laughs> Go three. Like, you're looking at the truck because you're telling Clowney and you're telling uh, Miles Garrett 
y'all can't stop them. I don't think y'all are stopping them today. So it's 0-0. I'm going to go ahead and go for it. I understand, like Jonah said, he was very successful last year going on fourth down. And what worse is they give up seven going away. The, right. the next, give the ball out and they go. That's, devast- that's devastating. Cleveland's got a lot in, in Baker. Baker should have never been allowed to come back in that game. To me, I'm looking at it. Did that really tell me how much y'all feel about Baker, whether he's the future number? Why let him try? And I understand Baker's a gamer. Baker should have never went back in that game with his arm in the condition that he was. We'll get more of it to it when we get back here. Listen and to this. Odell sp- Beckham. Ugh. Hey, man, he's been back. Ain't nothing been the same. 1-800-707-9760. You listen to the Sports Crime Broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. Gentlemen, to the eighth wonder of the world, the flow of the century. Oh, it's timeless. Ho! All right, back here on the sports grind. Calvin Casey, Mike Harge, Jonas Clark producer, Mr. Sandspin, the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. And today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky Smoke Shop. 1 800 707 9760. All right, so if you missed the first hour, keep in mind, we're back to giving cash here away on Ticket 760 and 1300 to Zone. So every day, make sure you tune in around this time, 20 after the hour, to listen for the keyword to win $1,000. All right, so back here. Um, okay, man, look, back to the, the – the, and I don't want to bog people down, but just it, I'm just going to get ahead of the curve because come after Halloween and come November, uh, when you're watching Football Night in America – and you're watching your football pregame, the topic of fourth downs and analytics will probably be creeped in. I'm just ahead to curb because, you know, sports, you know, sports capping and all this, you pay attention to everything. And let me tell you, guys are playing and calling plays like they got a PS4 controller in their hand. Like, oh, hey, we're on the 25 or 35, man, go for it, man. Just what? Man, right. come on. And these are, and John, we just went through the stat. A lot of these are young coaches. Young coordinators that are doing it, too. I just think it sends a wrong message to your defense, and it just basically is not 101 basic basic football at this level. You know? You got something to add, John? Yeah, just, just – uh, I know you and I were having this conversation yeah. off air, but the top ten teams in terms of going forward on fourth down – Cleveland number one, Detroit number two, Denver three, Los Angeles Chargers four, Dolphins five, Jags six, Washington seven, and you go get to the Cowboys and Giants. But the point is, young coordinators, and you look at the teams that go for it the least, and topping that list from from the fewest attempts is the Seahawks to the Chiefs, Patriots, Ravens, Cardinals, Steelers, Bucks, old, championship teams, old school. Winners Guys, don't go for old, it. Old school. Winning Super Bowl franchise. Old school people. Okay. You know, Junction Boys. Bear Bryant. <laughs> come up there. Not the damn analytics. Oh, hey, man. Fourth, they're just screwing up everything. Like, I mean, I mean come on, man. I agree 100% on analytics. I've talked about it with the baseball side of it. It's just frustrating with me because you're taking the purity out of the game and what the, the true play should be. Yeah. The, the true play should be a runner on first, bun him over, get him in, Man. win the game. Like I was, no, not the two-run yeah. home run, three-run home run all the Bro, time. Bro, man, I was looking. I'm like, hey, Stefanski, man, it is 0-0, zero, zero, man. I know Colin Murray's all that, but damn, dog, you at home. Take the points. You know, it's just – but yeah. anyway, moving on. Raiders. Okay, show oh, mental, we're finally there. yeah, we're finally mental there. fortitude 
The Raiders show, despite Hell Week, they show up, get a win in Colorado, okay, a division win, 34-24, to 24, and it wasn't that close. Trust me. It wasn't. Um, Derek Carr, I've got to give credit to the – I'm still not a total believer in the Raiders. I, I think this is a team that might falter down the stretch. I think I would have maybe said that even without – with Chucky still there. But this is the thing. Credit to Derek Carr because he's been killed in the media. He's been killed and criticized for people like myself and others. And he's got that C on his jersey, and he's showing leadership, and he's showing mental toughness. From a coach that's no longer there that never really sold that he really wanted him there anyway, speaking of Derek Carr. Props to Derek Carr. Um, To the losing side of things. Hey, man, let me tell Denver fans something. First of all, nothing is going to change until they sell this team. Nothing is changing in Colorado until they get a owner, okay, that's going to take this from the kids, the Bowens, and put a name to the face so you can stop having Joe Ellis. And whether it's Joe Ellis, Elway, Penn, just run to, hey, man, how you doing, man? We playing 18 today? Oh, man, that's like, what do you think about Vic? Oh, he'll figure it out. Accountability. Everybody's like, like, that's the thing. So nothing's changing on that. But from the disappointed standpoint, I'll keep saying, Pat Shermer, is the poster child. I keep using this word, the poster child. Pat Shermer is the poster child of the good old boy network. Should have never got this job. Didn't do anything with the Giants. He had one year of Minnesota when they had a hell of a defense, the best running back tandem in the league at the time, and Case Keenum, who wasn't making this, playing over his head for 16 weeks, and that was the year that was his coming to glory. He's having Teddy in seven, eight-step dropbacks like they got Dallas 1990 Cowboys offensive line. I'm like, what are we doing this to a Teddy? Now, I understand Teddy's out there with a receiver. His, I mean, his number two receiver's down. His one receiver, very disappointed in coaching. They're giving up two. And let me tell you this. A lot of money being spent in that secondary that is underachieving, that hasn't come to the party. The Giants and, da- the Giants and Denver have the highest paid secondaries. Okay, in the league. And Denver is the one that has been hyped up. They've been the one to come. They're giving up big plays at the beginning of the game every time. They're just not getting coached very well. Thursday's very interesting. you got two teams, one that had some expectations coming in, one that had expectations from their own city, speaking of maybe the Denver Broncos. Both of them got banged up. Both of them dealing with injuries. Something's got to give after Thursday, uh, you know, in regards to that. And let me tell you something. They like Case Keenum. Come in. And Baker on man, and they lose the K and they let Case Keenum and get well on Denver. I'll call Mike Cliss myself and say, hey man, put me up on that stage so I can start the pitch for us. Like, and I love, I love, uh, you know, Vic, but some people are coordinating. And I'm just saying, Vic, Pat Sherman's got to go. It's disappointing. They've dropped three in a row, and, and they're not going to be a factor in the AFC West. And to be honest with you, I think the AFC West is getting a little bit exposed. There's a lot of major issues, I think, with a couple, a few of these teams, including the Raiders. But Denver just laid an egg. They've got injuries, but I'm not going to use too much injury excuse. Everybody's got them. Uh, I am totally impressed with the way that you just went about that because just like you told me about my fandom and how I can control it and I'm optimistic and I look at it, that was a very good take of what is going on in Denver because last week you said if the Raiders come in there and get good, or get healthy, yeah. so to speak, yeah. with all the stuff that's going on with their Man. distractions, there's yeah. a bigger problem in oh, Denver yeah. 
Vic Vangio needs yeah. to try to figure this thing out yeah. quickly. And, I, and I'm Vic. Even if you basically are the one that asked for Pat Shermer, you knew what was coming in. It was wild card, either a wild card, a new coaching staff looking for a job, or going back to D coordinator. I got it, Pat. You got to go. Like you got to reshuffle the now. deck. Even if it's it the, even if it's the Titanic and all you're doing is moving furniture around and nobody's <laughs> really getting off. Move the furniture around, man, and get somebody. The quarterbacks coach somebody else to call plays. It's 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 terrible. They scored on their first drive. Since he's been there and Pat Sherman yesterday. That's something that's not done. But the defense and the secondary on Vic, like I said, in the red zone, they're still lights out. But what happens up until then, big plays. The second highest paid safety in the game, Justin Simmons. Love him. Hadn't done pretty good. Kyle Fuller, you done bought him, your, your Chicago boy over, tied us in the back of his ass's jersey. People running past him. And they do this on Mike Shanahan Day. Mike Shanahan only lost to the Raiders. His time in Denver, Mike Shanahan only lost to the Raiders like three times, man. They owed him money. He kicked their ass every time. You do this on Mike Shanahan Day, that's a bad law. And they've had some bad losses to the Raiders over the years. It's cost their job. I go back to Josh McDaniel, 59 to 14 in oh, yeah. Denver. He got oh, fired yeah. in December, a week after that. They've had bad losses that have gotten coaches fired. That's been a coaching staff that just got together. They just call it play for the, the guy didn't even know how to work the headset before the game. So he was getting help. He never caught a headset. Come on, man. Oh, like, it's man. ridiculous. It's ridiculous, man. It's totally hey, so ridiculous. Needless to say, Denver is not uh, on your, no, your good man. list right no, now. No, man. They're at the bottom. They, they're at the very bottom. Underachieving, man. Underachieving. I'll let you know Facts. if that changes, but ain't no need to talk about them no more. It's Facts. a damn shame. Thursday is, like I said, Dookie Street, man. Somebody's got to give. Two teams coming in banged up and basically on losing streaks. Listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Crime, Calvin Casey, Mike Hards, broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios, 1-800-707-9760. And this next segment, which is our Monday Night Football Preview segment presented by Cover 3 with locations in San Antonio and in Austin. What can you tell us about Cover 3, Harge? I spent a lot of time there yesterday. We had a great time. Um, Doug Young, Matt Dotson, and that whole Cover 3 crew. It's Monday Night Football. Make sure you go over there and, and, and extend your happy hour and have a good time over there. Make sure you go to cover-3.com and go look at some of the events. Don't forget Partnerships for Children is still out there. Get a chance to win a golf cart. I'll post something on my social tonight. Okay, Cover 3, official sponsor of the Sports Cry. Now, before we get into the Cover 3 Monday Night Football preview, you say you got some DAC news coming in uh, yeah. down the road. What do we got? Yeah, they've been giving out some news from the star, and it just says that they're very optimistic about Dak's calf injury. Although it's similar to the injury that Michael Gallup had, mm-hmm. they don't see it being as severe where he would miss four to five weeks. Let's Don't forget, bye week this week. Obviously, it gets a lot of time to be in there, but it's not as um, extensive as what Michael Gallup went through where he had to be out that long. Now let me ask you something real quick. Considering this team is 5-1 and one heading to the bye, considering there is nobody in the division that is going to challenge them for the, the NFC East title, I understand we're getting into territory and charting territory every soon where you start thinking about seeding and home field advantage and stuff like that. But due to the fact that you've got some cushion, you never take things for granted, so it doesn't progress into a Gallup situation where 
do you just basically try to figure out if you can if you can steal a week or two without Dak, like sit him down for a week or two if you're, if Mike Harge has to make that decision? No, I do not no? do that. Let okay. me tell you why. Because, number one, you're going to have to fight Dak, right? Because yeah. the dude had to sit out last year and he saw what happens. Number two, if he can continue to just move around in the pocket and if it's not as ex- extensive of an injury as Michael Gallup, because remember – He's doing a lot of cutting and running routes and things like that. Jack, Dak can just hand it off, drop back, do some passes. His competitive edge will not let him sit there and be taken out of the game. You saw on Hard Knocks when he was losing his mind. Okay. All right, just a question. Yeah, so we'll monitor that um, to see how that goes. Okay, to our Monday night uh, football matchup. I know we got Facebook Live. We had a Tennessee Titan fan checking in and waiting for Monday night. You got the you got the best football team in the league, in my opinion, all-around team coming into Tennessee, and that's the Buffalo Bills. I was wrong about them. I was right about them three years ago, knowing they get to this point with this coaching staff, but was wrong in them thinking that they could improve off of last year, like just getting better as a team. Um, and I was wrong about that. They have. Um, and a lot of it has to do, I've been saying this, Emmanuel Sanders is one of the most underrated talked about signings in the offseason. Now, with all that said, I think they're in a dogfight tonight. I don't think they're steamrolling Tennessee like they did uh, Kansas City. Uh, Tennessee, now what I do think, I think Buffalo needs to look at the Arizona tape when Arizona went in there to Tennessee week one and attacked them the same way that Arizona did because you can. But I think Tennessee, and and I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, Derrick Henry's going for some type of record breast of his own. I think he's going for, I don't know how many straight games with at least over 100 yards or something like that. Um, But the line is six and a half. I've seen this. I've seen this at six and a half. I've seen it at six. I definitely would have a small lean on on Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee with that. It's a Monday night game. It's at home. Um, You know, Tennessee wants to, you know, they've got a team. They got to look at, you know, the Colts. The Colts blew a golden opportunity against Baltimore. They jumped all over the Texans yesterday and David Mills in the game. And the Colts schedule is probably going to start easing up here after the next few weeks. Um, Carson Wentz is moving along. You know, Colts fans are, hey, you know, but no, nah, what I tell you, he's moving along pretty good, but they losing. This is a big game for Tennessee tonight, but I really think this is going to be more competitive. Um, you know, because if Bills can go in there and destroy, you know, Tennessee tonight, I would just sit there and say, let's think the rest of the league participate. Maybe it's just their year. They're going to keep it going. <laughs> but I think this is going to be a competitive game tonight, Hard. Absolutely. And, and I'm with you on this Tennessee line. I mean, yeah. I, I saw it at five and a half. And if it's up to six and a half, I would definitely jump all over the Tennessee Titans yeah. on this line because they're, they're a football team that obviously we talked about this before. They grind on the ground because of Derrick Henry, if, especially I didn't know anything about the – the record he was yeah, going for. Yeah, something kind of streak going on. Yeah, yeah, some streak or whatever. So I'm all in on that. You got A.J. Brown. I mean, uh, yeah. AJ and Julio Brown, Jones. Yeah, yeah. And, and Julio Jones are going to be back playing again, too. And to me, this is the type of game that you find out. I think we know who he is. But Ryan Tannehill, can he win a game like this where he's going up against a great quarterback, someone that is leading the league and as far as – people talking about the Buffalo Bills, and you sit here and you look to see with Josh Allen, and you look to see how this battle plays out. This is a big game for Ryan Tannehill in my eyes. Yeah, no, that's that's well said, and especially if – I still think the one thing that Tennessee lacks is a consistent pass rush. 
right. think that's one of their weaknesses on defense to be able to rush the quarterback. But if this is a situation tonight where Buffalo just stays hot on offense and let's say, you know, Tennessee finds himself down by 10 or 14 points, it brings to your point about Tannehill. What do you like? I've already said that with Tannehill being having to play without Jones and Brown one game. We saw that. But I had yep. Titan fans, Adam, say, oh, they couldn't get blocking. It's the offensive line. You know what you're talking about. I understand that, Adam. But at the end of the day, I agree with Harge. This is the type of game that Ryan Tannehill playing against a quarterback at the caliber and a team, Buffalo and Josh Allen, you've got to take some of the pressure off Derrick Henry, even though it's going to be a high dose of Derrick Henry. And I think the defense of the Titans are going to have to find a way to get to Josh Allen. But Josh Allen is coming up. I'm not going to say he's Lamar, but he's coming on to where you almost got to put Josh Allen in a triangle box too. you got to have somebody spy him because if he gets out of the pocket, he can hurt you. I mean, go ask Kansas City. Yep. He was hurling over guys. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's just the way. But tonight man, should be a good big. one. That's a yeah, man. big running quarterback. Man, too. he is. <laughs> Buffalo, I mean, there's some good teams, man. I told you three or four teams that's legitly in the NFC. They're Super Bowl contenders. There's some good teams in the NFL, but I really do think defense, special teams, coaches, staff, top to bottom, quarterback play, they're probably the best complete team. The only thing that I'm still – kind of that they have a weak spot on is still that running back, that running game from the running yeah. back. They don't have yeah. that dynamic guy yet that they can lead. Singletary hadn't to. taken off right. yet. Moss hadn't taken off yet. Yep. I mean, I don't know if they're ever going to take off, but yeah. I feel you on that. Listen to the Sports Crime broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios. Calvin Casey, Mike Harge, we'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Mike Harge. Today's show was presented by Hazel Scott Smoke Shop, and this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. All right? Zing Zang, two words, a key to any perfect cocktail, and that's Zing Zang. And don't keep, keep in mind, at your local liquor stores, you can go try out their new ready alcohol pre-made uh, ready drinks. They come in margarita flavors, bourbon, also michelada, or you can just add your favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang official sponsor of the sports crowd. All right, Harge, real quick before we get out of here, man, I know because it's heavy football talking stuff, uh, but baseball, um, just let me know, man, tonight, you know, it's one and one going back to Fenway. Uh, what is your take? What's going on? What's your assessment through the first couple games of this Astros and Red Sox series? Well, <clears throat> I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'm worried for the Astros because of pitching. You know, this is a type of situation where, you have to have a starting pitcher go deep into the game because the bullpen has been taxed for a while. They've been going through a bunch. And every every game, you know, there's a lot of pressure. That was the first game that I, on Saturday, I think in the history of the playoffs, that there were two grand slams Man. in the game. And it was quick. I mean, it was bang, bang. And then all of a sudden, and can we give Kike Hernandez man. some love? Kiki, that dude can't make night out. <laughs> yeah, oh, Kiki, man. Kiki's yeah. ready. I yeah. mean, he is doing his thing. So, man. shout out to Boston. But, you know, we talked about this before, and I've told all my friends this. Take the over. If you're, if you're betting, take the over. Because those numbers are, are going to be high every single game. What's that run total tonight? Jonas, check real quick, see what DraftKings somebody got that at. Uh, yeah, that's uh, – so pitches. So you're now concerned. With the Astros pitching pitch. okay. because they don't they don't have the depth because everybody yeah, keeps man. getting hurt. That Kiki, man, that ball is like a beach ball to Kiki oh right goodness. now, man. That guy's hitting every damn thing. What you got, Jonas? And so it opened at eight and a half. 
and we are currently at nine. Yeah, that so screams over. over. That yeah. does scream over a little and bit. And it's been like that every every game. I That's mean, at least what the I desert said it. Take me. it every time because even if you're wrong, you're right. <laughs> you know I what, don't know what you said. There are some of those that it's just the right play, and it just goes in out there. But no, that's the thing. And then the, you know, uh, your assessment of the Dodgers and the Braves. I mean, the Dodgers um, have a problem. The Dodgers have a problem too. And and we talked about this leading into this. Your man Jansen coming out of the bullpen. His arm. He keeps uh-huh. trying to go out there every day. But man, sometimes you got to say I can't go. Hmm. But this is you know this is a chance to go to the World Series so that everybody's all hands on deck. Everybody's ready to go. But at this point, man, you got to start looking at some of those numbers. And I forget who the pitcher. Oh, it was it was the Dodgers. Knable started that the game. He did it again. So he could try to work backwards yeah. so he can get some of that where he can have those guys going there for a long time. And then pan out. And I'm telling you, the Braves manager, that team is managed so good. Like, Robert's got his hands cut this year. Like, right. I understand they were in this situation before. They're still talented. But Braves are playing, like, with that chip on their shoulder, man. Like, oh, y'all, what well, we did without Acuna didn't mean anything? Right. Okay. Well, we're and here now. We're going. And what you said about the the what happened last year. Where yeah. they were up two games. They're yeah. focused. They got to go out there and be ready to and go. And let me tell you something. I've never been a one to subscribe into really home field advantage in baseball, but that tomahawk chop for a pitcher, <laughs> as pressure as everything, that stuff makes a difference, man. I, I mean, in a way, that makes a difference. I mean, I've, that's been history of watching the Braves in the playoffs. So yeah. that's the thing. Um, also, real quick, we got out of here. We got one minute. Colin Powell, hearing man. news that he passed away, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Colin Powell uh, this morning uh, passed away. He was somebody that my grandfather used to talk to me about. You know, my grandfather served in the military. My grandfather was in the army, and he always talked about how to present yourself. He taught me that for mm-hmm. a long time, and that was another man that everybody in my family always, whenever he was speaking, we paid attention to it because mm. it meant something for us, for him to be that high up in the military. Hmm. Thoughts and prayers out to his family as well tonight. Um, but so tonight, Harge, and the money, you got something, Jonas, you want to answer? Nope. Okay. So tonight in the Monday night football game, you the win, you still got the bills, but you like, you with me, if you were a betting man, you would look at that six and a half or six oh, for on sure. the – I mean, that's just – that's too big of a number. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Well, they've earned Especially it. I mean, Desert don't want to get killed by bills. You ain't going to yeah. set that line tonight at three and a half before you get crushed. The books will get crushed, but yeah. But all right, man, that's a wrap. Special thanks to producers of the show, Jonas Clark. Special thanks to Mike Harge. Sam, spin the one and two. San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up at Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning, free hit the snooze button. And for you out the rack, just ask yourself, you grind in peace. See y'all tomorrow. Black political power is changing the direction of this country because we're a voice of change and our votes have real power. We have the chance to make a difference again here in Virginia. We must elect leaders who will fight for better jobs, better schools, affordable health care, who will care about keeping us safe from crime and systemic racism and support our families' needs to recover from the pandemic. Let's take action together. Vote early until October 30th or vote on Election Day, November 2nd. Paid for by the NAACP.